Alrighty, we're back. Your favorite podcast show of the week. This is Location Weekly. It's episode number 503. We're recording live on February the 9th. Abriana, uh, how are you? Well, let's see. Well, I forgot to put this on. Pretty good. It was a good weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, your your uh, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, did well. Um, Tom Brady and company. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I like to I'd like to think that the fact that uh, it was a low scoring game for the Chiefs that you know our defense had something to do with it more than just our offense. So you, you mean, you mean the referees um, that were on, yeah, was, on your uh, defense? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway. I'm sure that, that led to all of the, uh, yeah. yeah. The stoppage uh, they, deserve the to win. they deserve to win. They, they definitely played better. And, uh, but uh, it should have been a lot closer. Let's just say that. Anyhow. Um, I agree. But, you know, beggars like us Buccaneer fans won't be choosers if we get a Super Bowl win. <laughs> all done. Now we can turn our attention to baseball and uh, and all things location. So there you go. Um, How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's, uh, you know, it's sunny today. So that's nice. You know, it's not gray, and uh, which it was all last week. So we've had sun, which is good. Uh, it's starting to warm up. The groundhog said that we should have an early spring. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, things are looking up. We're uh, Ontario here is easing restrictions on around COVID. Kids went back to school this week. Um, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Fingers crossed, uh, all things continue moving in the right direction. And, you know, we can get back to uh, some uh, semblance of life as we knew it once before. So, yeah. Yes. All good. Fingers so, crossed for that, um, for sure. Yeah. So we've got a good show for you this week, four stories that we wanted to cover. Uh, Before I jump into that, though, uh, on our 500th episode, our big episode a few weeks ago, we mentioned that we have a new partner um, that is uh, joined in with us here in helping get the word out or helping spread this podcast out. Uh, They're called Awaz, A-A-W-A-Z.com. So you can check them out if you're in India. Uh, and you're listening to this, uh, you can now subscribe to the podcast uh, through their platform. So they're now carrying and distributing uh, Location Weekly uh, on the Awaz uh, podcast network. So take a look at that, um, especially if, in, if you're in India. And um, yeah, they've got all kinds of great other podcasts on there too. So uh, pretty cool uh, network to check out. So I'll let you kick it off. Yeah. Hello, India. We're so excited to be there. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, totally. All right. So our first story this week actually is uh, an acquisition uh, story here. So Snap um, has acquired a New York City-based startup called Street Cred. um, And along with their their team of four, so they're going to continue to work there on some mapping and location-related products. And, you know, throughout the podcast history here, we've reported on a lot of the uh, location features that Snap has brought in. You know, for example, last summer, I believe we talked about the Snap map, which was added to Snapchat's location uh, or navigation bar there um, that used location. And, and now that product is reaching about 200 million users a month. Um, so obviously getting lots of adoption there. 
Um, and then they've been adding other products, you know, with their location data, such as local lenses, you know, so we've talked about that sort of that geography specific AR um, to interact with physical locations, which is really cool. Uh, and just like a little bit of background on street cred, they had raised a million dollars in seed funding um, from Bowery Capital and Notation Capital. Um, so the existing platform is going to be shut down as part of the deal, and they'll be rolling everything into SNAP. Um, you know, but these, these, um, the co-founders there have a lot of, uh, mapping experience. And I thought it was very interesting that, um, Meech was actually formerly CEO at Samsung's, um, open mapping subsidiary called Mapsin. Um, and then he also was a SVP of some local and mapping products, um, at AOL, which was, you know, now Verizon Media. So, um, and also I think the, this, hopefully I'm not butchering the name, but I'm going to butcher the name. Shkol, Shkolnikov um, is the former engineering director at Mapsen as well. So obviously these two met at Mapsen, they had a lot in common and uh, continue to work together and, and start this new um, street cred company that now has been acquired by Snap. So, you know, they'll stay on for a little bit, work on some things. I would be surprised if they stay there. It looks like they're kind of a little more entrepreneurial and have been, um, you know, at bigger companies and leadership as well. But this is, you know, it's good to see stories like this still coming out, right? With everything that's happening with location data, I think that Snap has um, proves that when you have some type of value that you provide to the end consumer, the consumer is willing to share their location with you. And for these consumers, that value sometimes is like a silly lens or, you know, a, um, you know, something that says like where you are, whether that's city or actual, like, you know, and so I think that interesting is as we've seen this decline happen where, you know, precise lo location is just being ripped out and, and not being able to be used a lot of times if there's no um, clear value proposition to the end consumer, we're seeing companies thrive still using this level of data like Snap because they're providing something that consumers want and they're willing to share their, you know, their information for it. Um, so I think that it's it's interesting and it's encouraging to know that it is that fun, like it, it is that fundamentally basic that, you know, if you provide value, consumers will share their location and, and data with you. So um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think this is a great move for Snap. I think, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, they really, um, you know, started to focus on on opening up location uh, to developers, you know, the maps, the, um, you know, the, the filters and so on. Um, you know, and that sort of local lenses piece that you talked about. So, so I, I, I'm excited about this. I think it speaks, uh, you know, to the whole social industry platform, social media industry platform side of things and the need to sort of uh, unlock the power of location data. And so obviously they recognize that they're, you know, they're bringing in some, some really strong technical expertise in the space um, with these two guys. Um, it's funny, like the, the heritage that you refer to, like I, I remember, you know, from an LBMA point of view, you know, one of our earliest members of the LBMA uh, back in the days was, um, you know, the uh, the MapQuest um, uh, side of things, right? Like before, they, you know, they uh, sort of became part of uh, AOL and Verizon and, and all of that. So, yeah, I can remember uh, one of our retail local conferences, uh, You, I, I'm sure you were there. Uh, we had uh, Elise uh, Neal um, speak at that and just super amazing powerful voice um and I, th I believe she's still at verizon uh now um 
you know, uh, in the sort of location space. So, um, you know, I, 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 there's, it's important to kind of draw on, on, on that kind of expertise and that heritage. And I'm, I'm glad that Snap sees that. And, and I think they're, um, the other thing that I found really interesting about this is, you know, when you um, dig into the history of these guys, like um, the, um, the street cred guys, like, um, you know, they were looking to build this sort of platform that opened up uh, location data sort of and decentralized it uh, is how they describe it in a blockchain based marketplace that, you know, would reward people uh, for helping collect the data. And it reminded me of another company very similar uh, from many years ago that I was uh, loosely involved with here in Toronto called Locationary. Um, and they sort of had a similar sort of let's collect high quality location data, get the consumer public to participate in that with you know, sort of a gamified uh, rewards type of system for verifying you know, the accuracy of the data. It wasn't on blockchain at the time, but uh, very similar. And, and they ended up selling that company to Apple uh, and became part of the Apple you know, Maps and Apple location um, side of things. So um, I can see, I see a similar path here uh, in terms of what's, you know, what Snap's doing with street credit. So very, very cool. All right, uh, on to our uh, second story for this week. Uh, so there's a company here in uh, the U.S. based in Orlando called Refinery Lab, and they have partnered with a longtime LBMA member company called Mobilosoft. So Mobilosoft is a well-known uh, player in Europe. Uh, they are um, based in, uh, in Brussels. They actually helped us launch the LBMA in, in the Brussels, uh, uh, open the Brussels chapter of the LBMA some years ago. And um, they, uh, these two have teamed up to bring the Mobilosoft platform to the U.S. for the first time. And so it's a basically a software as a service platform that helps sort of manage things like, um, you know, local listings and operating hours and your Google Maps uh, profile and your Facebook um, profile and things like that for, uh, you know, small and medium businesses in particular sort of going after that local search optimization um, you know, and, and local listing type of, of, uh, of play. Now, obviously in the U S market, there are a lot of, there's a lot of competition in this space. You've got, you know, Rio SEO and DevHub and Uberall and, you know, all these players, you know, that are around, um, Yext and so on. And, um, you know, like obviously all these guys are part of the LBMA community and, you know, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's, um, you know, there's still room for growth in this. It's still a huge market. And I think COVID in particular has really, um, you know, shone a light upon the importance of knowing what businesses are open, what businesses are no longer there, even, um, you know, what the hours are of those businesses. Are they allowed to be open? You know, are they not allowed to be open? Like all these things, right, that, you know, are so relevant when you're trying to find as a consumer a place to go get what you need. And, you know, the rules are constantly changing in COVID, right? Especially here. Uh, and so I think, you know, having, you know, high quality, accurate data and, and being able to provide a platform to these business owners to be found and to do it at a very, um, you know, uh, low cost uh, type of scenario, which is kind of what, you know, what, what this is all about. Um, you know, is really interesting. So, you know, I, it's one of those where there's a lot of competition in the space, but I think that, you know, Mobilisoft has been around for a long time. They've got a very robust, very well-defined uh, platform, very successful in Europe. And, um, you know, I, I think it can do well here in North America. So, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with everything you said. Um, definitely, you know, not necessarily a new 
concept, but what I would love to see more of, um, just kind of going that extra, uh, that extra mile, especially right now to say, you know, what's in stock, what's not right. Like how can they kind of deliver a little bit more or, or sort of, um, I don't know, offer something a little bit different because yes, I think that I agree. Local listings are super important. What's available. What are the hours, you know, what are the services, um, you know, there's lots of changes that are happening all the time. And I, I think that also just being able to find like what you need in that moment um, is also like really, really important. And I still think there's a lot of opportunity there even more so um, for growth. And I think that these types of companies are well positioned to do that as well. So I would love to see, you know, one of them, if it's, you know, Mobilosoft or somebody else kind of dive into that a little bit more. Um, because I do think there's even more convenience and value to provide to consumers and business. That's good. All right. So um, another announcement is coming from a, a company called HyperTrack, and they have announced the general availability of their software suite, which is for location-based logistics. So basically, they empower businesses to, um, you know, automate deliveries, field service, and ride sharing. So think of all of the technology, you know, that companies like Uber and Instacart and all of these delivery services. Um, are built on from a foundational level. And a lot of these companies are technology companies at a core who happen to, you know, deliver ride sharing or deliver groceries or food or whatever it may be. Um, and, you know, those companies have very deep pockets, meaning that they can heavily invest in great engineers and technology to power that um, and stay on top of it. But, you know, for for smaller companies or companies that are not technology first companies, harder to those types of necessary right now in this day and age, right, where we need convenience, we need delivery, we need uh, safe purchases. And so uh, what HyperTrack is doing is right now they're already powering more than what they're calling 7 million miles per month for businesses. Um, and so they they are offering their technology now, like, you know, it's, it's generally available. So it can be in industries, you know, they mentioned from, um, you know, oil and gas production to grocery and pharmacy delivery, you know, mass transit, construction services, all of those things. And, you know, their software suite includes things like DIY interfaces, you know, widgets that you don't need to know how to code for. Uh, so businesses can kind of just quickly get to market with these types of features and an existing app or, you know, within their um, existing platform. So they have like API and SDK flexibility, which I think is great. Um, and then some of the other features they, they had mentioned were things like order management, you know, live tracking, seeing the routes where something is, an estimated time of arrival of, you know, your package or goods and geofences and geotags, um, you know, as well as just basic insights. So they're, this company, um, you know, is based in San Francisco. They're VC backed, but they're pretty small. You know, I was looking at their website and I think there's probably 20 or so on the team. And, you know, I love that they're making these complex systems available for smaller companies to just, you know, build on top of. I think it's a, it's a great idea going back to a lot of the conversations we've had, like what is, what is this pandemic doing from a creativity perspective and how is it going to position us to be better when we come out of it? And, you know, being able to offer this type of, of service to all of those mid-sized and large-sized companies that are not, you know, just well-positioned to have like these delivery services readily baked in, I think is great. Um, 
And, you know, it, it makes you feel, I don't know, for me, it kind of like touches that, that like entrepreneurial spirit to say like, oh, I could build something too, because I wouldn't need to have to do all of the extra, like it's already there. I could just take something off the shelf and, and go from there. If you have a great idea, you know, this might be uh, just what you're looking for. So um, anyways, I think this is, this is great. Um, you know, it is a small company, but I just love how they're thinking about things. And instead of it being one company based on this, they can power lots of companies. Yeah, so I, I'm ex super excited about this platform. I, I think it's um, it really is about unlocking you know the the capability and the power of location data and real time tracking and geofencing and tagging and and all the things that are available in this platform to you know any business that you know either they need to you know sort of activate delivery pickup um, services uh, directly for themselves or for companies that, you know, are looking to build uh, services, you know, in their local communities, uh, in, their, in the cities that they operate in or so on. And, you know, they don't have sort of the tech stack and the team to kind of go out and, and kind of, you know, build the full capability of what we're talking about here. You know, they've maybe got the customer network, maybe they've got the, um, you know, the reach uh, from that point of view, but, uh, don't want to make that investment. So, you know, just having a ready to go platform like this uh, that you can plug into with APIs and all of that, um, I think is really exciting. The other thing that I found very interesting is, is they built the integrations to things like Salesforce and QuickBooks and HubSpot. Um, so that is a little bit different too, because you don't see a lot of these sort of location API sort of plug-in solutions that are out there in this space you know, are really focused on powering the delivery app or powering the retailer's, um, you know, real-time location uh, of where the product is on its way to you or pickup or, or what have you. But they're not really kind of necessarily going, you know, further up the chain in, into the CRM systems and into, you know, all of that. So I like that they're kind of thinking about how we bring that together into, you know, one suite of tools. Uh, that companies can can leverage. So I'm interested to know kind of how they price this and kind of what uh, what it looks like from that point of view. So that's something personally, I you know I'm going to follow up with. But uh, yeah, I uh, you know from a location based marketing association point of view, I think this is exactly the kinds of new companies, uh, new offerings that uh, we're seeing evolve within our industry, not just here in North America, but you know throughout our global network. So. Uh, very, very excited about it. I think it's, uh, I think it's got a lot of potential. All right, our final story, uh, jumping over to, uh, speaking of our global network, to uh, the other side of the world now, um, Singapore, um, which, by the way, was the first chapter uh, outside of uh, North America that we ever opened uh, many, many years ago, was our Singapore chapter. So, um, there's a company over there called Isware, which is one word, um, just those two words smashed together into one. Uh, and they've partnered with Huawei uh, to launch a new uh, joint platform. And um, basically, Isware uh, is taking their location-based uh, mobile technology uh, and putting it on uh, together with the Huawei cloud. Um, and what they're doing is, is they're sort of linking and, and enabling retailers, enabling uh, br bricks and mortar uh, businesses to uh, publish uh, um, product advertising and promotions um, and then be able to deliver uh, these ads, you know, based on geo data, you know, directly to mobile devices, you know, through the Huawei Cloud platform. 
Um, so there's a bit of sort of AI component to the Huawei cloud. Um, and uh, so, it's, so it's sort of like analyzing sort of the real-time location aspect of Isware uh, with the ad platform um, and kind of sort of mashing those two things up together to then provide recommendations. So based on sort of understanding patterns and behavior and trends, you know, the AI piece of it is sort of, you know, crunching that data and then saying, okay, you know, we're, we're recommending this food or this shop or this retailer or this whatever in your area, in, in your neighborhood, you know, based on your location data. So there's real-time uh, GPS, uh, merchants can locate customers within a few kilometers of their store and communicate with them 24 seven using uh, um, the platform. It also has real-time machine translation. Uh, so basically it's translating text from a source to target languages as well, uh, running on Huawei Cloud. So it's all being done on the, on the Huawei Cloud um, and uh, you know, sort of leveraging the power of that that processing capability to, to do all that in real time. So that's pretty interesting, uh, I think. Um, and they said that um, they, you know, while this is happening in Singapore, they're planning to sort of expand this into other countries as well. Huawei's already working with Isware on another uh, project in Thailand. Um, and uh, there are currently 570 million Huawei digital device users that are benefiting from the Isware app. Um, so that's a lot of people. So there you go. Yeah, I find this really interesting. And, you know, I think that as there's this technology shift that's happening right now in the ad, you know, in the advertising ecosystem and how that, um, you know, translates to how companies are able to actually leverage different types of data, um, have, you know, how are they going to be able to keep that sort of deterministic uh, approach when it comes to that one-to-one -one matching and understanding what consumers want in that moment. And, um, you know, without some of the data that's going to be available, some of these systems and, and kind of recommendation engines are having to get smarter. So very interesting there. And um, I definitely like want to dive in and learn more about what they're doing. Um, because I think that that's, you know, in absence of having precise location data on everybody or, you know, um, a unique identifier such as a mobile advertising identifier, you know, with iOS 14 deprecating that, like there's a lot of a lot of things that are shifting and changing. And so how advertisers are going to stay relevant and, and the systems that, that advertisers use are going to, uh, you know, stay relevant is, is interesting. So I, I think that this is like a, um, you know, a smart move and, and uh, I wanna dive in more and learn more. So that's all. There you go. Well, that's it. That's our show for this week. Uh, four great stories in there. Remember, if you are in India uh, or know people in India, uh, that would be interested in location-based data, location-based marketing, the industry at large. Uh, this podcast is now available on the awas.com uh, platform, podcast platform. So check it out there as well. And thanks to, uh, to everybody over there on the team who's helped uh, make that happen. We're really uh, excited to, to be available uh, in India now. Uh, and to reach a new audience. Um, for all of our other listeners and watchers uh, out there, thank you for tuning in every week. Thank you for your time. Um, please reach out if you have story ideas uh, and suggestions. Uh, we'd love to hear those. Uh, please give us some likes on you know social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever uh, you see this. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, yet another show. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.